We are the Devil's Puck Luck Podcast, where, of course, we are your host over here, Adam Armbrecht, breaking down the Brooklyn Nets on their playoff journey on the Locked On Nets podcast and the Locked On Nets podcast. Sometimes they lack what they need to be locked in on. Also, the New York Football Giants on the One Giant Podcast with the draft looming. And right here along my side is your friend, my cousin, and 20-year ticket holder for the New Jersey Devils, Danny Mick. Devils, man. We're, we're coming down to the wire now. Did you forget where you were for a second? I forgot where I was. We're, we're a beautiful day, so we're doing this outside. Yeah. Um, that's why I'm wearing my sunglasses. I rarely do that. You know, you tend to sometimes have the sunglasses on inside. Which, At night. We'll, we'll talk about it another time. Sure. But no, it's awesome. Two games left. You know, we got a chance, what I've been talking about for the last three weeks, that the Devils could catch that number one spot. Right now, tonight, all I'm worried about is getting the two points and clinching home ice for yes. the first round against, at minimum, the Rangers. Um, and, and listen, maybe catching the Canes. We're one point behind them. It's possible. Um, and then also the uh, Rangers in the last couple of games as well, things have broke the right way mm-hmm. for the Devils to be able to win tonight and solidify that home ice advantage. What was it, Rangers overtime against who they play? They lost in a shootout to Buffalo last yeah. night. Yeah, went all the way through it. Um, I was worried listening to it on the radio because I think the first two frames of the shootout went blank both ways. Yes. And it just, I was like, I just, I, I had the bad feeling of, yeah, of the Rangers was, achieving something and putting more pressure on the It was the, the fourth, actually, round of the, of the shootout the where they through. both scored. Yeah, so it, it was, that was a good game, too. I mean, Buffalo came back to tie it, you know, 2-2, which was great. And then you were hoping they would win in regulation. So right then and there, we'd, uh, you know, be closer to uh, clinching that spot and getting that spot. But all we need tonight is one point. I don't want to lose in overtime, obviously. But if we did, we would clinch that number two spot at minimum. And we'd have home ice. Broad conversation here, obviously. Last week, essentially what happened, my friends, is I needed to collect myself for what's going to be a very hectic run here over the next month, potentially, with all the different work that I'm doing across three different sports with all kinds of occasions going on. You're a busy guy. I, I try to be, yeah, but, but you also try to be dedicated to what we want to do here. What were your takeaways, just briefly, because I think this is going to be evergreen. It'll go out before the game. We'll give our predictions. But there's a lot of things to cover here that lead up to the playoff run mm-hmm. for the Devils. Um, what were your takeaways, just briefly, from the Bruins matchup the other night where I think fans were maybe disappointed, maybe not. I, I walked away from it saying, hey, you lost a 2-1 game. You kept the Bruins, you know, a low-scoring matchup. That, to me, was a great footprint to put out there and say, we can play right. with them. And it's also good because Mackenzie Blackwood had a great game. Yes. You know, he, he played really well. And the most important people, takeaway, arguably, in that game. Yeah, I think it is the most important takeaway. But, but more importantly is the Devils continue to push in that game and continue to show that they can score against good teams. We just didn't finish. Yeah. We had so many opportunities that we could have scored. You're not going to see as many chances against the Bruins. Their penalty kill is phenomenal, number one in the league for a reason. Mm-hmm. And, and guys like Pasternak, who now has 60 goals, you know, it, it's unbelievable to see these types of players and what goals. they're doing. It, it's unbelievable. Um, you know, him and McDavid this year with 60 goals. But Boston's a phenomenal team. You yeah. know, they just got the record for most wins ever in a season. Um, they're going to be a juggernaut in the playoffs. You know, it's going to be difficult for anybody to beat them. Mm-hmm. But anybody in the East can beat them. We talk about, you know, basically a team getting hot, a goaltender getting hot. Hopefully Vitek gets hot and we can carry carry us to the, the Stanley Cup. But to answer your question, I wasn't disappointed at all against Boston. What I am worried about is Mikey McLeod. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully it's not a serious injury. He's not going to play tonight. It looks like Lazar is going to jump into the lineup. But if he is a concussion... Yeah, if he is... Who, yeah, we didn't even know if he existed. But... More of a rumor it, than it, a player. It's scary with McLeod because he's third in the league in faceoff percentage. And if we lose him for an expe- extended period of time, especially in the playoffs, yeah. 
it's going to be a problem, you know, because he's out there in the most important face-off moments, you know, Hall being right behind him, but it's a concern. Yeah. Um, we, we just got to see what's going to happen. Hey, do me a favor, man. Move, yeah. move away from me a little bit. Why move? Oh. I just, it's not even, yeah, that, that feels better. No, I don't I like, like that, but I like it better right. there. And, ooh, ooh let's not right, get into that it. there. <laughs> you, you mentioned the playoff, you know, the face-off matchups, excuse me. That's why it's so critical, because the Devils don't necessarily, they're not deep. In that right. category. And not that a lot of teams are, but McLeod is so critical in that. We've seen over the back end of the season here where Lindy was specifically putting in McLeod just to win a faceoff and then get yeah. him off the ice. So you want to be able to have that skill set there. You mentioned Lazar. Um, we know that we're, we're looking at our, you had already gone over a couple episodes ago, uh, your desire to stop seeing too many defensemen being included inside of the yeah. rotations uh, for the Devils. But... There is another defenseman that will be joining yes. the Devils for their playoff run. One Luke, Luke Hughes. Hughes is playing. Tonight. I love that he's playing tonight. I love yeah. that Lenny's putting him Give in him the game taste. Forth. Yeah, it's great. You know, we're we're debating back and forth if if he plays well tonight, is he going to be a staple in the playoffs, and is he going to be, you know, one of the top six defensemen that are going to play? I don't think so. I, I think that Luke Hughes just needs to get a taste of the NHL. I think sure. that you have your solid six defensemen that are going to play in the playoffs. But I'm so excited to see him, you know, and the fact that he's playing with his brother tonight, you know, that has to be such a great feeling for this kid. And, hey, maybe one day, you know, maybe maybe Quinn Hughes will come to the Devils. You never know. Right? Trying to get them all. Yeah, let's get Having them all. all three the brothers. You, you never know, right? And they talked about it, too. Um, I, I thought it was interesting when Ruff talks about Luke Hughes and making his debut and transitioning, coming uh, from the Frozen Four and then yeah. joining the NHL. I mean, literally, this guy's gone from one week being a college hockey player to now being in an, an NHL team. Um, you know, he said the pace, the play, the physicality is going to have to adjust to all these things. Ask Luke about it. He goes, I think my experience in college really prepared me for the pace, the style yeah. of the play. So it's just funny to hear the way two different you know sides will talk about it. You expect it from the organization. You expect the confidence from Luke. The other thing that I really liked was when they asked Jack about it, it was, yeah, he's his own man. Like he's his own player. Yeah, like, I, this has nothing to do with me being here. He was drafted yeah. by the Devils because of the skill set that he has. They believe in him and what he can be capable of going forward. And when you talk about, you know, what, what you think is going to happen in the playoffs, listen, I am, I'm always a pro young player guy. I'm right. not necessarily a pro guy coming from college and then saying, hey, I'm ready for a deep playoff run. But I do just think that there have been enough, there's been enough instances, whether injury or otherwise, where you've needed something different. And while I wouldn't necessarily agree with the premise of, maybe going a little bit deeper in the defensive rotations, maybe having too many players, maybe tinkering with the lineups too much. Because we've seen Lindy be willing to do that, it's hard for me to eliminate the possibility that Luke finds his way into that process. No, of course. And if someone struggles mightily, you know, game one or two in the playoffs. And you need and a spark, like, yes. Yeah, and you need a spark, it could happen. You know, it, it's playoffs are a different animal, yeah. right? You know, people are going to come in and they're going to – all the Devils players, you know, it's – we don't have much experience in the playoffs at all. I've heard, team, about, I've heard about As that. a team. You know, there was a stat. I forget what the specific stat was, actually. Um, I think it was the amount of games played in playoff series. It's like 150, and Pasternak had that already. Right. You know, something crazy like that. <laughs> but it, it's kind of funny thinking about it because he, this is an all-new experience for these guys. Yeah. You know, and again, it goes back to us overachieving and being a year or two ahead of where we should be. So at the end of the day, let's say, you know, I don't know. I don't think it'll happen, but let's say Ball struggles mightily in sure. his first two games. Just terrible games in his first two playoff games then yeah, maybe you put Luke Hughes in, you know, and you see what he can do to spark the team, you know, even if we're winning the games, you know, even if the series is tied 1-1 and you see a glaring weakness on defense, maybe they do it. But to your point, this is why you implement those young kids into these moments to yeah. see what they can do. 
and like you said, Ruff is continually shuffling, shuffling lines. So. Yeah. You don't know what you're going to get, but ironically, um, not, not to you know, not to get far afield, but I'll tie it into the Brooklyn Nets, who have David Duke Jr. on their roster. He's been with the team for a few years. They converted his contract to a standard contract, so it means he gets to go to the playoffs with the team. He closed out the season finale for the Nets, where they didn't play any of their starters. You don't expect him to play in the playoffs, but maybe a moment arises yeah. where you feel like you can use him. And in hockey, especially, I think like all of a sudden. Maybe you run a couple of long shifts and you need someone just to give you a filler spot there. I'll, I'll just be interested to see yeah, how it goes. Yeah, I but. just don't want to see 11-7. You know, that's kind of <laughs> well, what worries yeah. me a little bit yeah. is I don't want to go back to that type of rotation. We'll, we'll see what Bastion's going to do. He hasn't been in a few games. I think the BMW line, like we always have talked about, is super important in the playoffs. Now that McLeod is out, you know, we're going to see what's going to go on for the playoffs, see if he gets healthy, see if he's going to be playing. There's a lot of question marks, you know, sure. but I think obviously that the top three lines are kind of solidified and that fourth line we're going to kind of jumble some people around until we see what's going on with Bastion McLeod. You will be there tonight for the game uh, against the yeah. uh, Sabres. The... Bobblehead night. Yeah, uh, Don't worry. We'll probably have one like behind us it's when we Dougie. do it. Dougie Hamilton, baby. I don't know. The Dougie Hamilton bobblehead night, which is always fun. But then this is also the closeout. It's a fan appreciation night, so there'll be some other things going on at the arena if you're attending the game. And this will be the closeout for the regular season. Just to encapsulate it, regardless of what happens in this game, when you look back at it, I saw some things uh, specifically on Twitter talking about, well, it's practically a home game anyway, right, when sure. you play in New Jersey. What has been, for someone who's attended the bulk of the home games this year, what has been the vibe to you at the arena? Do you think that there's something there? that the Devils can pull on and that the fan base can pull on and going to the playoffs and saying like, hey, like you can you want to talk a little bit of S about, listen, we, the, New Jersey does not have a lot of teams <laughs> that both play here and yeah. carry the title of New Jersey you know, in front of their name. You know what's great is Justin from Devils Fanatics posted a great stat. I think it was 77% attendance from last year. Now it is 92% almost, which is great to see. And that's what comes along with winning, right? Yeah. It's this young core it is so awesome to see the way they play. Yeah. You know, they're fast, they're fun, they're exciting. But now you can kind of see that... They're sounding the uh, yeah, horn at the arena. They're ready to go. Yeah. But now you can see that this team is going to be phenomenal for, for years to come. Yeah. And I think the excitement at the Rock shows so much. Um, you know, we've seen some pretty bad moments by fans the uh, day before Thanksgiving. Was there for yeah, that? Yeah, Wednesday night before Thanksgiving, seeing people throw stuff onto the ice in that horrific Toronto game. Um, we won't get into that. But... You know, it, it's just the casual fan, the casual devil fan, the casual NHL fan, you know, to be able to enjoy this team, come along for the ride. Tonight, Jack Hughes, I think, is going to break the record, Eliash's record for yes. most points in a season. I could see him having two points. Maybe he'll go into that last game only needing two points to get to 100, which is going to be awesome, which is what you predicted. I called so, for it, man. Yeah, and, and not only that, if we win both these games, we're going to beat our most points ever. So... You know, yeah, still a lot of things to yeah, achieve. There, yeah. There's a lot of things going on that we could achieve, but the fact that we're going into our 81st game with 108 points is incredible. We are going to, of course, come in after this after this game, after the season concludes, talk about, reflect a little bit more on some of the records that are being broken from a franchise standpoint, both as a team and then individuals yeah. like Jack Hughes. We'll see. What, what sample size do we get from Luke in this game and then in the final game of the season, which will be on the road, that just gives you some sample size of what he looks like at the NHL level. Absolutely. You can always go back and watch guys at the college level, but until you see it at the pros, you know, you want that confirmation. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, too. It's like everybody could say, oh, well, we just played in the Frozen Four, so he's going to have that kind of playoff atmosphere feel, so to speak, going into the NHL. It's a Guys are two inches taller, 30 pounds heavier. Yeah, you know. it's a completely different league and a completely yeah. different environment. It's awesome to have that hunger and that competitive attitude, obviously, from Luke Hughes. 
you know, and see Miss Casey, obviously, too, who was playing in the Frozen Four. So, you know, just knowing that you have that that energy, that grit, that you're going into every single shift as a mm-hmm. grinded out type of shift, and that everything that you do on every single shift is super important down the stretch like this. So, frankly, man, learn a lesson from watching some, watching your brother at times, yeah. right? Like watching anybody on the Devils. We've talked about it. Like, hey, those mistakes you make, especially in the neutral zone, yeah. get absolutely magnified mm-hmm. on the nhl stage so it's gonna be fun it's a great debut for luke hopefully hopefully it's a win for the devils because there are still things to achieve here and then ultimately man it's turning our attention to the playoffs so we won't belabor the point here um you have the devils winning this game i would assume they are minus 240 i think no more than 10 that. or something like that went, no no it went up though see it, it, listen buffalo is hungry they're not out of the playoff race yet you know it's getting uh, over under at seven yeah getting in. Winning that game last night against the Rangers, they're not out of the playoffs. They got to win all their games. They have one game in hand, you mm-hmm. know, when it comes to the Penguins. Uh, Florida and the Islanders both have one game remaining. Right now, the way it's shaking out, it looks like Pittsburgh, because they have the easiest schedule down the uh, road, are going to basically be that first whale wild card spot that's going to play either the Canes or the Devils, whoever get that number one seed. Yeah. So, and you want them. Yeah, you want I, the one. Oh, and you I want, prefer and you Pittsburgh want. over playing the Rangers. You yeah. know, I think that. You know, we go back to McLeod potentially not being around uh, for the playoffs, which is a terrifying thought because the Rangers and Devils are very equally matched. Yeah, they're they're two teams that are right there with each other, and that's going to be a that's going to be a crazy series. That's going to be a aggressive series. That's going to be grinded out type of series where you can see three overtime games, in my opinion. Mm. So it goes back to McLeod being very important as a faceoff guy. Um, yeah, but I want Pittsburgh. Wouldn't you rather have Pittsburgh? I mean, I know they're the veteran team. I know they have a lot of veterans on the team, but wouldn't you rather have right, Pittsburgh a little bit, than a little Rangers? bit older, like veteran, and then going the other way, not necessarily on the Ascension or a team like the Rangers, who added veteran talent yeah. to only bolster what they are. Yeah, I think you would. I think it'll be funny. It'll be interesting for me. I'll say to listen to Devils fans if you get the number one seed and you get the Penguins in the first round and you get that first round series win, and then you go up against whoever it may be. You end up losing to the Rangers ultimately in the playoffs at whatever point, and then to go well that's why it doesn't matter because guess what if you listen to this podcast you're going to get a lot of that thrown directly right back into your face because it doesn't matter you match up who you match up against playoff series wins matter experience matters for this young team dan keeps mentioning it this is a team that's overachieving in terms of timeline so every every single game you play in the playoffs is another huge experience for this team and even if you're on the bench a huge experience for a guy like luke hughes who by the way it rhymes with like jacques and I don't know where that's going to go, but if you listen to the show, th- th- we're going to work that in somehow. Are you going to have like a new tagline since, you know, you, you were upset with Graves for a little bit. He came back, But then though. he came back and he's playing he well. He came back so, around. You know, it's... Oh, by the way, I don't know who's going to be scratched tonight. I- I'm sure Amanda Stein and other Devils reporters have, might have kind of had some insight while we're recording this on yeah. who's going to be sitting. Um, is it going to be 11-7? I don't think so. Do you, do you think it's going to be 11 forwards and 7 defensemen now that McLeod's going to be out tonight? You would just... No. McLeod's going to be out, so... Right, but I guess... I hope not. Yeah, uh, Lazar coming in, I hope not. But, yeah. you know, at, at the end of the day... Who I do have, see, yeah, Who do we want to see out of it now? I, well, it's going to be maintenance day. I think it could be someone like... You know, Hamilton was sick, so he was sick for a few yeah. days. You know, maybe he gets the night off. But this is a very important game, obviously, too. But you again, know, you, Luke, you have Luke. Yeah. So you, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, I, mean, sure. now, I mean, to your point about... I, we were, we're recycling this conversation around Luke because I am excited just to right. see him play at the NHL level and put on a jer- uh, you know a New Jersey Devils jersey for the first time in his career um in his young career oh. um but but you know with the with all of the factors sick you got a guy hurt like yeah. why not 
go ahead and say, listen, and by the way, oh, no, I agree. at least catch him on the roll of like, you're coming off playing intense hockey, not the same level, but it's as intense a hockey as you could have played before joining this team. And even though there, my only hesitation is there is a lot to play for here. Oh, absolutely. So you don't want to put him out and overexpose him. But I, I, it, it, let's close out on this. Do you want Luke to get early run or do you want you want Lindy to pick the spot for Luke? What do you mean? Because I want I would want to see Luke get thrown to the wolves, so to speak, early oh, in this yeah. game I and mean, say, sink or swim, if it looks good, we're gonna use you all night. Yeah. If it looks like you're struggling, we can pull you back. I'd rather do that than like wait for a spot in the game where you want to insert him. And I, then I would say, like to see him know. be in the starting lineup as on the ice tonight. You know, okay. I, I want to see him announced by Adam Henningway, the amazing announcer, PA announcer at the Devils uh at the Rock. But it'd be great just because I think that energy and that anxiousness That's that what Luke I mean. is going to have, just right. throw him right into the into the fire. Yeah. He's going to be probably a third pairing tonight. He's not going to get as many minutes as no. obviously you know our regular guys. But he is going to be our regular guy. You know, Next year, he's going to be in the starting lineup. He's just going to be a part of this team. He has a three-year entry-level deal. You're going to see him be a staple of this Devils organization. And at the end of the day, how he plays is going to obviously be contingent on who we're going to sign as well. We'll talk about that more in the offseason yes, you know, with yes. Graves and Severson and the other free agents too. So it's there's a lot that rides on playing him in Buffalo as well. It's mm-hmm. not as physical a team where it's going to be more difficult against the boards. Listen, any NHL team is going to be difficult jumping into, but I think this is a good lineup against the Sabres for him to mm. face off against with a lot of offense. He's going to have to defend really well against the Tage Thompsons, you know, against these lines that are going to fly. And Buffalo still has something to play for, so they're going to come out swinging. You know, yep. they're going to come out fast like they did against the Rangers, so we got to be prepared for that. Yep. And I think throwing Luke Hughes in like this, like you're mentioning, this is what you got to do. You know, they, Lindy Ruff's getting it right. I, I agree with Lindy Ruff here to play him on home ice, put him right into starting, you know, starting five tonight, let his name get announced, get that excitement throughout the crowd. It, it's going to be awesome. You will not accuse if you, Luke Hughes. You see what I'm saying, guys? It's right. Did you... Did you have that prepared? No, buddy. By the way, guys, it's all off. So we tried to record at the last home game. Oh yeah, did, but, yeah. yeah. In addition to gearing back up for for yeah. the playoff push and everything else, we should expose the fact that we yeah. went to the last home game together. Yeah. We recorded segments in between the first period, the second period, and then we also recorded in the post game. There, the first two were classics. You would have loved every bit of that content. However, the third <laughs> one was a bit of a mess because we were doing it leaving the arena. Yeah. There were a lot of variables there, so unfortunately, we had to scrap that and didn't bother maybe to alert people. People, uh, to what went on. Yeah, you know, it's funny too. Is a lot of people were hitting us up, DMing us on Instagram too. And it was like, oh yeah, sorry about that. Show. Yeah, what are you guys? What's going on here? It's been six days, so this has been a little low for us. You know, since yeah, we is. started in two months. So thank you guys for worrying. We're still here. We're doing different atmosphere today outside. Yeah. Beautiful day. Everybody's enjoying the weather. So right. w- listen, I think we're gonna get this win tonight. I think we're gonna solidify the home ice in the first round. Yeah, I got five two. I like that. Yeah, I got four three. I think this is going to be a good well. You're game. wrong, but it's yeah, always yeah, good to listen to your predictions. I like the seven goals. Though. I think there's going to be seven goals. That's oh, a push on over under. There is. It is a push. I think that Vegas knows what they're talking about when it comes to that. I came very close to one. I came very well. I'm going to tell you right now, guys. You can't do it on any of the betting sites because uh, they're not going to put his name in lights here. But I like the Luke, Luke Hughes defensive goal. You know what I mean? With an assist from Jack. I'm just. Why not have some fun How in a family debut? Be? How dope would that be tonight yeah. to see Luke Hughes with the primary assist yeah. to Jack Hughes? That's what I mean. Why not? Oh. Let's talk a little bit about you know before we we end up okay. here today. Let's talk a little about. I was ready to go. I want your opinion on the Marshawn hit on McLeod. Mm. Now it, you know a lot of people because his nickname is the Rat. He's clearly dirty. He's yes. had dirty plays in his past. Mm-hmm. 
on the ice, in my opinion, that is a penalty for contact to the head. It's a two-minute minor. Mm-hmm. I don't think he had the intent, even though it is the rat and he's a POS. I don't think he had the intent to go after McLeod. A point to of sales? Him. Yeah, That's he's, not, <laughs> he's a point of sales. I don't think he had the intent to injure him. However, no. that is a two-minute minor. Um, do you think it was a dirty play? Do you think there was intent there at all? I, I don't. I understand why fans react that way. Because, by the way, once you get a reputation, it follows you, as it should. So you you know you don't get yeah. is the benefit of the doubt, right? Right. Things happen very quickly on the ice. I, I think when you go back and you rewatch it, the combination of like just how McLeod is carrying himself and when the hit comes, it ends up looking more malicious than it actually I think was in the moment. Agreed. Doesn't change the fact that it's scary. Doesn't change the fact that McLeod could be injured, which is only going to further make the fan base irate about it. But no, I I, I think. One of the things that I think has changed in a really great way is that they've taken a lot of that risk out of hockey, right? Yeah. They, they wanted to mitigate that with the rules changes and then just the style of play. It's been fantastic for the game. I think it does then further highlight when one of those plays happens, right? You're sure. more heightened to it because you've seen that's so few and far between that you don't want to see it go that way. Yeah. And you still want physicality in hockey, sure. so I think that's going to happen. Absolutely. Sometimes. And one of the reasons why I don't want fighting to ever leave the game is I think you're going to see more hits like that. I think you're going to see more aggressive hits, more borderline hits. No, no, I think striking that balance yeah. is important about it's letting them important. You know, um, police themselves in that way. I'm with you. I don't think it was a crazy dirty hit or anything i think it was a borderline type of hit mm-hmm. that i think marshawn could have held up a little bit the way mcleod kind of turned the puck was there it wasn't an interference penalty it was incidental contact to the head mm-hmm. which is a penalty that's a two-minute minor yeah. if that's the rule you know it should have been a penalty however the devils didn't do anything on their power play against the best penalty kill in the league who knows what happened and by the way that's what you're supposed to do is yes. punish like again Dirty, clean, whatever, could have pulled up. And by the way, just an overall NHL theme of, hey, could you have pulled up? Yes, but I'm not going to hold it against the guy if he you know, does not hold up. Because then you're talking yeah. about it was related to NFL. If you try to hold up on a play, that's how you end up getting hurt. It's not the same in hockey, but again, I'm not going to hold that against the player, even if I do think that he's dirty overall in oh, his I career. Can't stand, I can't stand Exactly. Like, it's not, this isn't my referendum or defending him, yeah. but in this moment. Um, but you have to punish him for it. That's what you're supposed yeah. to do. Punish them by going out on the power play, putting it in the back yeah. of the net and saying, hey, guess what? You want to hit us dirty? We're going to stick up for our guy. We're going to get into those scrums when necessary. Well, Timo did that. Timo did that against Pasternak. 100%. The last, you know, with time uh, expiring right there. I love that hit against uh, Pasa in the boards, you know, yeah. in the game and that little scrum that ensued. But that's the point. That's why we have Timo, too. He's going to be that gritty, that that bull type of guy that's going to have a big hit. And yeah. listen, he took one of their players right to the ground, you know, yeah. to the ice, which is great to see. You know, it was a legal check, too. So it's – I loved seeing it. I, I hated seeing McLeod get hurt. And I was, you know, I was watching the end of the game with my dad. I went to the Mets game on Saturday, too, which mm-hmm. was a great atmosphere. Mets. Let's go Mets. But, um, yeah, he's a Yankee fan. But it was great to see the fact that Timo did that at the end of the game. I think that it was necessary for the Devils, for his teammates – to show that one of our guys went down, borderline hit. Mm-hmm. No one really knew because they didn't see the replay then. You know what? But happened. the reaction should always be that way from teams. Always should be yep. that. You know, and you know, listen. I was with my dad. I was like screaming and cursing at the TV because it was Marshawn that hit someone, and you see McLeod go down like that, which looked like it was a head injury. So you're upset as mm-hmm. a fan. You know, I'm screaming, cursing, going crazy. At the end of the day, looking at the replay, no self control. At the looking at the replay, I don't think there was intent to injure there. I don't think it was an egregious five-minute major or anything like that. I think it's a two-minute penalty that was missed by the refs, and and that's that, and you move on from it. And by the way, the message that Timo sends with that at the end of the game is not about that game. Mm-hmm. It's about 
the games going forward. It's about the playoffs. Yeah, we man. are going to be sticking up for our guys. We're n- you're not going to come in, play physical against us, and not have retaliation, not have a response. And I don't mean dirty hit for dirty hit sure. or borderline for borderline. I just mean we're going to come back and play physically with you. And Timo specifically does need to be a part of that process for this team because a lot of the other offensive weapons are not built that way. You know, Absolutely. Jack Hughes is not built that way. However, you're starting to see Nico. You're starting to see our captain throw his weight around a little yeah. and not take any crap from anybody. I love seeing it. He did it against Boston too. So, you know, we go back to three, four weeks ago when we're talking about how I'm worried about a team like Florida, a team mm-hmm. like the Islanders playing in the playoffs. Because we're not showing that physicality that we were. We've been showing it the last three weeks. You know, I think that these guys know that, like, there's a lot on the line. And one of the devil's weaknesses was the neutral zone trap by veteran teams. Getting clogged up in the neutral zone. Not being physical in front of our net. Not being physical behind our net. And we're showing that a lot more now. And we're not taking crap from these, you know, the bigger guys on other teams. And in a lot of ways, I think that the final stretch of the season where teams are vying for playoff positions has brought that out of the Devils, right? Because teams are ramping up into playoff mode here, trying to make that wild card position, trying to move up the standings from a three to a two seed. So it's, you know, it's a fight or flight response. Are you going to fight in the face of that? Or are you going to maybe shell in a little bit and try to go even further into your finesse style of play, which when it comes to playoff hockey... If you could outskate them, <laughs> great. But there's just going to be times when you get caught, and you got to be willing to and capable of showing that you can do that. So, let's that do, being the case, let's do a couple predictions. Yeah. Let's do a couple predictions. Predicted. Okay? So tonight you're saying five two Devils win. Yeah. Do they win in Washington on Thursday? Yeah, I think yeah. so too. Yeah, I know Washington's I, still kind of yeah. I, I think the, something. But... I mean, they they smacked the Islanders yesterday. The yeah. Capitals. You know, so I I think the I same thing. The I, I think the Devils are going to win their last two games, yeah. and I think that. I think they check all the boxes of achievements for the franchise, for the team, as this season concludes, because in some ways, I think that is important to them. They're not talking about it, yes. but that's important to them to cap off what has been such a good season, a great season, in a great way. Check the box for Jack. Check the box for franchise achievements. And then pivot your energy into the playoffs, of course, but there's a lot to accomplish here mm-hmm. in the confines of the regular season. Yeah, absolutely. And and to be honest with you, they win the last two games. I don't care if we get the one or two. You know, it's... No, no. We're that just, plays we're, how that plays We're out. taking care of our business. You know what I mean? We're going to play the Rangers. We're going to play Pittsburgh, Florida, Islanders, whoever it might be. I think it's just going to be great for this team to get in there with home ice in the first round. Come out strong at the Rock in game one and two. But first and foremost, let's take care of business tonight. Yep. Who do you got scoring some goals? Uh, I really, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go for it, man. Luke, Luke to Jack. Let's have them, let's have them meet up together on the ice. There's got to be some brother, some brother energy there where they know where they like the puck. They're on the wow. ice together. Knock it off. You know what I mean? I'm gonna go Damon Severson scoring a goal tonight. That's not nearly as exciting as what I just said. Though. You got, you're not leaning into the process. You know what's gonna happen? And we'll probably hear of this Damon Severson scratch as a man. <laughs> right. You know I mean? Only, only go with guys you know are gonna be on the ice. Yeah, I think that they'll combine there. Um, I'm gonna put Timo down for a goal in this game as well. Okay. I think it's important if you're gonna get these wins, let's start to get these wins in a fashion that tells you that some of these key players are gonna be ready to really dial it up in the playoffs. I'm gonna go with Tuna Tatar scoring a That's goal good. tonight. Yep. I think he's gonna get a dirty goal right in front of the net. Um, um, I like Timo scoring as well, and I think Jack Hughes is going to have two points, goal and an assist, and he's going to be two points away from 100, and tonight he's going to be awesome at the Rock, too, because we're going to get to see Jack Hughes being the all-time leading goal scorer for the Devils. going to be a fantastic game tonight. Points. Obviously, you get us over on YouTube. Support us. We are. We didn't go anywhere. We just 
got confused about technology for yeah. an episode. That's all. We're going to be doing it all throughout the playoffs. We're going to be ramping up our coverage and content, more post-game reactions, whether we're together or watching it separately. We're going to try to get together for as many of these games. Danny's going to be at a ton of the playoff games. I'm going to be in there for a few of them as well. Yeah, you get are. us over on social media, whether it's at the Devil's Puck Luck over on social, on Instagram, whether it's at NJDevilsPL on, on Twitter, at Danny the Face, at yes. Adam Armbrecht. The wind, the weather, the sounds of Happening. nature are all building up right now. So we leave you, of course, reminding everybody that uh, no matter what happens, just like the man on the ice, it will all be great.